Josh, did I get that music right? Was that the theme music you wanted me to start with? Yeah, mate, that's perfect. <laughs> so, so, well, good, good, I didn't fuck it up. Um, so, welcome everyone to what is the second um, guest listener shot, shot slot. <laughs> slot, I can't get my words out, it's a Sunday. I've not been drinking, I promise, I've not been drinking. Um, and I'm joined by Josh Murphy, who listens to the podcast, was on a phone-in previously, and I've, I've done the guest listener stuff in order, Josh, so you were the, the second guy to get in touch, so... Thanks for coming on, mate. So, how how are tricks? How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Yeah, cheers for having me on. I appreciate it. Nah, it's good to go. Yeah, no, it's 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 we, we had a good one last week with Jason Peters. He probably possibly listened to it, um, and it was pretty decent because this can obviously be a bit hit and miss because <laughs> you're not really sure of what you're getting. So, um, yeah, it's a bit a bit of a shot in the dark. But you're a you're a big Chelsea fan, aren't you? So I was surprised you didn't pick uh, some sort of Chelsea song for your theme tune because Jason picked um, the Mister Blue Sky for Birmingham. What happened? Yeah, no, I mean to be honest, football, boxing, two different sports. So I know um, Toad's Toad's already taken that um, theme song. I just thought whatever song I pick sort of be um, you know taken from something else. So I thought I'd just go for the Toad's Toad and keep it boxing theme, really. Yeah, no, I like it anyway. Nah, nah, it's, I wonder where it, it's just, it's, it's synonymous obviously with the, the Sky Sports, um, boxing program. So, yeah, it was, it was good because some, sometimes people pick things that are really left field. I'm expecting people to come on and say, yeah, Led Zeppelin just because I like it and stuff. Go, no, don't do that shit. <laughs> has to be, has to be for a has to be for a reason, mate. It has to be for a reason. And that programme's went to shit, hasn't it? Because it used to be ringside, didn't it? And we had ringside every single week and then it's fell away to, um, almost like a podcast, <laughs> not the podcast or shit, but <laughs> which is Spencer? Is it Spencer Fearon that does it? And God, who's the other guy? Is it? I think her name's Anna Wall something. Oh God, don't make her <laughs> the, the professional journalist that knows nothing about boxing. Oh my God! Oh, no, yeah, she, she's there every um, Eddie Hearn show, isn't there? She's there. She's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, listen. I've been honest about it, mate. And you can tell me what you think about it. I just think she's a she's she's almost like a quota fill, and you get a lot of that. You know where you go. Yeah, we've got four men who are really really good, but we better put a woman in there just because we should have a woman in there. And you go, that, that's not <laughs> what the fuck's that? I <laughs> know oh, that's how it is these days with everything in it. That's how it is now. I know. Did you did you see the photos of Michelle Phelps taking pictures in a deserted McDonald's at three in the morning, half pissed? Have you saw those? Yeah, I saw that on their Instagram, yeah. I oh, see that. God. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say about it. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. She had that, um, she had the night with Tyson Fury on the, was it on the Friday night and on Saturday night it was with Tony Bell, you were fine, right? It was oh, was it? Both of them back to back, I think it was, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, listen, she works incredibly hard and I've said this about a lot of people, Josh, and, but yeah, there's, um, she's making her way through, and that's what annoys me. It's when people that know absolutely dick about boxing are somehow at the height of boxing. <laughs> Regards media, you're going, what, what, what? Get her out of there. Get her out. Because uh, I'm jealous I want to be there, but I don't think I'd be as good. Uh, she's in a great position, but, you know, sex sells, as they say. It does sell. So. Have, you, have you not seen my photo on Twitter, Josh? My metrosexual photo? <laughs> <laughs> not it's my, it's on my profile. It's very metrosexual. I don't know. I had a stubble and I looked at it and I went, "Oh God, get that off!" Actually, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I'm getting, I'm started getting messages from men, um, and that's not, that's not, yeah, that's not a joke. I really did. <laughs> I really did. 
you never know, mate. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Things are getting tight money wise. You never know. Um, but we'll, we'll eventually get to boxing. But, but thanks for coming on, mate, and and obviously picking the theme tune. Um, wanted to kick things off because obviously we have finally got a fight with Anthony Joshua and um, Jarrell Miller. And I'm thank fuck we're speaking about a fight, and not percentages. And I know it's not the fight that everybody wanted. What's your opinion on it? Well, to be honest, I mean, I'm not shocked by it. I know that Wilder and Fury have to fight again, so they're obviously they're busy. I understand that, but I mean, there was obviously negotiations and talks between, apparently, between Eddie Hearn and um, Tyson Fury. I remember Eddie Hearn saying yeah. a few things. He's been in contact with him and offering him certain you know, like money and stuff. I yeah. mean, if the fight, if they wanted the fight to really happen, they, it could have happened because there's been loads of times where there's been like a draw or a fight that's been really close and there's um, yeah. not been a rematch after straight away. It's happened by like, a couple of fights down the line, you know, like with like, yeah. Tim Bradley and Pacquiao. Do you remember that first fight? Yeah, 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 I do. And then um, they never had a rematch straight away. You know, that sort of stuff. I mean, if he, I think if Joshua really wanted or if uh, Herman and Joshua really wanted the fight, they could have made the fight with... Um, with uh, Fury or Wilder if they really wanted it. But I think, you know, they kind of contradict themselves with well, Joshua has with what he says about, do you remember, I think it was post-fight post against Povetkin and he was yeah. saying stuff like, oh, um, I don't need to go to America. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. where it is. This is my home. Come come here and fight me. And, and the thing is, he's going to America now to fight Miller. Yeah. He hasn't even got a belt. Do you know what I mean? yeah. I, th- I don't understand it, to be honest. I, 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 I don't dislike it as a fight. I think we're all pissed off because we didn't get the fights we wanted, which would have been Fury or Wilder, right? Fury or Wilder, or Usyk, even if they'd said Usyk, right, we'd have been delighted with that. We'd have been going, yeah, that's a fight. We we want to see that. It's not the fight we wanted to see. He has contradicted himself. The thing that pissed me off about it most is, like I said, I don't necessarily dislike the fight because I think Jarrell Miller's... Um, number six, number seven, with most of the belts. You know, it's not as if he's like this guy who's twenty fifth in the world. He's, he's six and seven with most of the belts. Um, and if you actually look at the top ten as well, mate, most of the top ten outside the Wilder and Fury, Josh has pretty much fought Povetkin, Parker, White. You know, he's, it's not as if he's he's, he's dodged this <laughs> this massive amount of fighters. There's just two or three fighters that we want to fight. That's not happening for for whatever various reasons. Um, I don't dislike the fight. The thing that fucked me off was because they announced that he was going to fight at Wembley twice. Um, and a lot of fans, not when I say a lot, I don't mean there's like tens of thousands, but there certainly is um, more than more than a handful, went and booked hotels, trying to get ahead of the game. And that, I think that's what a lot of people are fucked off at. Apart from, obviously, the fight, they're not obviously happy with, but they, they, they've, they, I, I don't think promoters should be doing that. <laughs> Because <laughs> people work hard for their money, mate. And if you went and spunked fucking five hundred quid on flights and fucking hotels in London, which probably more than that, to be honest, you could tell me, mate, you stayed. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? That's that. It's, you're going, Eddie. Don't fucking announce things like that and then do that to the fans because that's not that that's not helped the case. I don't think. I don't know if we, what your opinion is of it, but I don't know if you've saw any of the fans replying saying, "Yeah, thanks very much. I booked fucking hotels because you told us he was going to fight." Yeah, no, I did see a little bit of it. I mean, Eddie always gets it on Twitter and social media anyway. But with the um, yeah, with the Joshua situation, from when you've got like Lennox Lewis, a guy who's been there, done it, and arguably, you know, undoubtedly the best heavyweight Britain's ever had, really. You know, Lennox Lewis, in yeah. my opinion, anyway. I don't know how you thought about it. No, no, I, I agree uh, with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, from when he's coming out and even saying it, you know, his opinion, I'm not saying it means more than anyone else's, but I mean, 
you know, he's been there and done it. He, he, even he's questioning, you know, Joshua's moves and Eddie's moves. So, you know, there must be something behind it. I think if Joshua really wanted it, he can, he can make it happen. Bigger fights have been made. Yeah, like yeah. Tyson and Lennox have been made. You know, there's been massive yeah. fights have been made before. But, but then again, it's... Right, this is the thing, and I, I didn't want to talk percentages, but I'm going to give you this scenario, right? Everyone, from what I can see, or not everyone, when I say everyone, I mean most people, right? Most people that I've saw who have criticised who've criticised Joshua have criticised him for saying, kind of similar to you, yeah, he could make the fight, why is he not giving him 50-50 and all that stuff, right? The big, the big reason why he shouldn't give him 50-50 is people aren't counting how hard Joshua worked to get those three belts. It's like, because he's he's not willing to accept less than fifty less than the lion's share, people are, are as if they're pointing the finger at him. But you go but I'm going, but he earned the right to have that ability or or, or, or power to say, I will take sixty percent, you've got forty because he's the guy with three belts, Josh. He's worked to get in that position. And I think a lot of people discount how hard he's actually worked. And the fighters he's fought, it's not as if he's fought a lot of duds. He's fought Pavetkin, Klitschko, Dillian White Joseph Parker, it's not this bunch of duds that this guy's fought to get that title, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. not, not just one, he's got three, so that, that's where I come into it about, he, yeah, I agree with you, he can make the fight, mate, but do you think he should be making the fight at 50-50 if you think about it in that sense? No, no, Dillian White. I thought I've got a conspiracy that Dillian White doesn't really want to fight him anyway, and Dillian's quite happy picking up four million, five million, fighting the guys you know just underneath Joshua because. Yeah, I get that. But the thing is, um, let's be honest. I mean, Joshua's not. You know, from when he first started, Joshua's made a lot of money. You know how much you've heard of this all figures he's made. I mean, he's made the money. It's time. It's about legacy as well. At the end of the day. If he goes his whole career, or in the next few years before he retires about fighting these guys, everyone's always going to question him, and that's just how it goes. He's made the money now. The money will come with the big fights anyway. You know, he, he, can, he can easily... I'm not, of course he's got the power to, you know, say, oh, 60, 40, look, I'm the man, I've got the belts. Yeah, you do have the belts, fair enough. He can only fight who's in front of him. So really, you know, Hearn is, for me, most of the most of the blame goes towards Hearn. Yeah, I, I agree. He's protecting the Golden Goose, but... I mean, if I was Joshua and everyone's on me on my Twitter, social media, even if it's in everyday life, walking around and saying, oh, wouldn't you fight in Wilder? Why aren't you fighting Fury? I mean, he's going to make massive amount of money for that and he'll get, he'll get the biggest thing yeah. out of the two anyway. You know, I don't know why you just don't just go, Eddie, look, I, I, I want to fight these now. I'm yeah. going to to fight one of these guys now. I, I agree with you. I, I think Eddie, and, and I think I said, not the last podcast episode, but the one before me, I think the problem is... When you've got somebody like Eddie Hearn and you've got some of these promoters, their personalities, they, they, they're like stars in their own right, yeah? They're, they're, they're on social media and they're very, very well known outside of their own fighters. When that guy goes into the room to negotiate, he's got an ego. He's not really negotiating for just like black, looking at it in black and white. He's negotiating on, on his own ego. So if you've got a lot of promoters in the same room who don't like each other and they've all got an ego, which they will have, um, then I think that sometimes, like you're you're right, that, that that gets in the way of making the fights. Plus, I think I said in a couple episodes, if you're Eddie Hearn, right, and you're negotiating, say you're negotiating with Tyson Fury, right, and uh, the purse split between them is a hundred and twenty million. This is just figures for 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 this scenario, hundred and twenty million. Ten percent of hundred and twenty million is twelve million pounds. Is he going to give that away because he gets twenty percent of that twelve million? <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? In twenty percent, it's well. So, so there's people aren't looking at it from from that point of view. But I agree with you. you get, I think that not not just him. I think the promoters getting away in general when they get to a certain level because they've got egos. They've got the egos. The only one I really like. Who's the one? I, I'll fucking murder this name. Is it is it Cal Sutherland? Oh, we've murdered names. <laughs> Do you think the fights don't get made then, Josh? Because I, I, I don't see the fights not getting made, that's the thing. I, I see at least one of the fights getting made before the end of the year. I think AJ will fight a Fury or a Wilder because they'll fight by the looks of it. They'll fight and they'll, they'll not be a draw. So then there'll be a big push to say, right, AJ, Fury, AJ, Wilder, because they've fought the rematch. That's out of the way. There's no one else to fight. You just need to fight. Do you, do, do you, do you think there is a danger of it not happening? Because I don't, I can't see that, mate. Whether it's in two years time or, or not, I can't see him retiring without fighting those guys. I don't think he'll retire without fighting them. But I just think I don't think it will happen this year either because if you think about it, you've got Joshua Miller right. in, in uh, was it June? Yeah, yeah. First, yeah. And then you've got you've probably got Wilder Fury again, probably around that time, if not anything, a couple of weeks different. Yeah. And then after that, really, the winner of that should be fighting Joshua. But I think they'll find a way to avoid it again. And I think you probably see Joshua fight Dillian White after he fights Brazil. If he does fight someone like Brazil, I think they'll probably fight White in uh, Wembley, probably like. You know, between September and December, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from, mate, and, and, and that would be one of the logical ways to, to look at it. Um, I just think that public opinion if, if, is, 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 again, like you said, going to put so much pressure on it that I think they need to try and make that fight. And I think it does. For me, I think it happens before the end of the year because I think Dillian White, Joshua doesn't need a Dillian White. Um, in, in my opinion, mate, you can you can maybe come in after that. What I've, what I've got to say about Dillian, I think Dillian really does want to fight Joshua because I think he would he would it would tarnish his reputation that he's built again since Joshua's beat him, um, and I think he's picking up big paychecks fighting. Like I said the, the the second tier guys, and he's going around and picking them off and making a lot of money. Joshua fights a huge risk for him. I think that's why he wants so much money for it. Um, I think the AJ will. He doesn't need Dillian, Dillian doesn't bring anything. And I think if he gets through Jarrell Miller, to risk a fight against anybody is, is crazy because of heavyweights, they get knocked out, mate. So I, I think you probably would be right because my predictions are terrible. Um, but, <laughs> but, but I don't know what you think about Dillian's situation because I, I was looking at it going, you've got no belts, beat, he's beat you already, he's offered you six million, five million, whatever. You should fucking bite his hand off and go and knock him out. Do you know what I mean? That's the way I looked at it yeah. from Dillian, but I, I, maybe I'm being too simplistic. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, I like Dillian. He, if the things about Dillian is, yeah, he's been knocked out by Joshua. You know, fair enough. That was earlier on in his career. Like, you know, considering how far he's came now, he's come on heaps and bounds. I mean, both of them have been in a better position, you know, since that fight. And uh, they're both obviously, you know, improved in, in, in many ways, the pair of them. Joshua belts wise and Dillian attributes wise too, same as Joshua attributes wise, he's a much better boxer now, Joshua technically than what he was at yeah, that yes. time. Yeah. You know, you saw that against Parker, the way he sort of like, you know, I mean, I think he could have ended the Parker fight at any time, but I think he just wanted to take him, not to school I'd say, but you know, just to be comfortable, yeah. like easy when on yeah. point, because Parker didn't want to, Parker didn't really put his foot on the gas and do anything 
you know, that sort of stuff. But, um, I mean, yeah, Dillian White, I just think, I don't know. I think Dillian's more, I think Dillian didn't take the fight because I think he saw that Povetkin, I think Povetkin got 8 million as his split against Joshua. And I think that when they're offering Dillian 6, I think that's where he thinks I deserve a bit more. Yeah. I deserve more than Povetkin. I mean, I know Povetkin's the mandatory, don't get you wrong, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think Dillian will fight Joshua. I know Joshua would fight Dillian, but I think we'll see that fight at the end of um, this year. So I think mm. there's two fights in a year for the pair of them, isn't there? And yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll fight Brazil. Yeah. He'll fight Brazil, Dillian White, possibly. Still a, you know, not, not a dangerous fight. I know he's a big guy in Brazil and he's durable, but you expect Dillian White to win on points. He yeah. can stop him late on, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think yeah, Joshua and White will be set for... Um, the end of the year and that'll be yeah it's, it's going to be either or isn't it mate he's going to fight a white or he's going to fight wilder or fury it's, it's, it's probably unless Usyk suddenly appears out on the fucking horizon after if he looks like he's going to fight Povetkin which I'd love to have in the UK I would love to have that fight in the UK um, whether it will happen in the UK I'd have very doubt, much doubt it because it's probably more likely Russia or the US but I'd like I'd like that I'd like that fight in the UK. But if he if you Usyk was to go out and say Stan Povetkin in his head, then that means Usyk's in the mix. And Usyk isn't a young fighter. If he's in his, I think he's in his thirties, if I'm correct, because he stayed amateur for quite a long time. So I wonder if Usyk would then come into that equation. Um, hmm. Hopefully. Well, yeah, hopefully. I'd love him to come into the equation. I think it'd be it'd be a very interesting addition um, to to what's a what's a good heavyweight scene. For me, though, what what Joshua really needs to to avoid or, or worry about, and what Eddie Hearn needs to look at as well, is that they're not following the blueprint that Amir Khan put down. Now, Amir Khan, we, myself and Jason spoke last week, mate, should be a hero in this country, right? Olympic silver medalist, comes to fight, exciting fights, whether you, you know, he's very vulnerable, but he's in really, really good fights. But he trolled Kel Brook for four years. But by trolling Kel Brook, he also trolled the British fans because the British fans were wanting that fight. Now, if Anthony Josh and Eddie Hearn keep continuing to not make those fights, they eventually start to troll the fans again. And I think you might start to see public opinions change against Josh. I think he's got a lot of support just now. But if he was to continue down the Amir Khan route of effectively trolling the fans, I think he would also lose the support. Um, to be honest, with uh, the thing with Amir Khan and Kel Brook, I think, you know, I think back then, you remember when there was ringside on, uh, yeah. there was actually on that ringside program and they were like facing each other, giving each other a bit of banter. I think yeah. that was the time when they should have faced each other. And the thing is, when Ali Khan hasn't fought, hasn't faced Brooke, he's faced fighters better. better well, I don't know about better. There's been a couple you could say, like, Brooke might beat, but you're like your Danny Garcia. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, now yeah. you've got, you've obviously got Crawford. I mean, no, no one can ever say. No. I don't think no one could ever say that Khan is dodging, you know, Brooke when you're fighting people like Canelo and Crawford. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Four yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing about Khan. He does fight anyone. Yeah, he does. Um, but the way, but the way... Regardless if he gets knocked out or not, he does fight. Yeah, but the way he was doing it, Josh, he, he was leaving us as if he was going to make the Kelbrook fight because he, he was saying to Kelbrook at the start, which is fair enough, I'm a big star, you've not won a world title, Kelbrook goes and wins a world title, so everyone goes in Britain, yeah, fucking get the fight on, you know, <laughs> he's got a world title, he's fulfilled the obligate, the tick in the box, let's fight, nah, 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 you've not fought a big enough name, 
So he goes out and fucking puts himself in the line and fights a, a Golovkin. Has a, a tear up. Well, it, it looks as if it's took quite a lot out of him, doesn't it? It, it does look as if it's took, because he did take a battering. I mean, I know he done, people look at it and go, yeah, he done well and hanging in, but I've watched it a few times and Golovkin's heavy handed, very heavy handed, and Brooke fucking takes, he, 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 he gets a bit, ch- he gets chased around the ring sometimes, do you know what I mean? And his heart keeps him in the fight. But he takes, he does take a lot of shots um, with a much bigger guy. So I, I agree with his damage. But that's what I mean. Amir Khan kept saying, "Do this, we'll fight. Do that, we'll fight." And he kept ticking the box. But when he was doing it, he was doing it to the fans as well because we were going, "Right, he's ticked the box. Let's see the fight." Nah, 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 nah. I'm going to go and do something else, and or, or I'm going to make another um, stipulation. That's what I mean, mate. Josh needs to watch that they don't fall into that trap because Amir Khan should be a hero in this country, and he's frankly he's not. <laughs> he's yeah, no, not. Do you know what the thing is? You know, like, um, Kel Brook, he was unbeaten before he fought Golovkin. Yeah, he was. Um, and the thing is, like, he was under Eddie Hearn, you know, he was under Eddie Hearn's, like, supervision, and he, Eddie Hearn was his promoter. I know he still is. And, um, you know, Eddie had no problem feeding Kel Brook to a guy yeah. a weight class above, you know, sorry, a couple of weight classes above, should I say, two classes above. And he fed him, he, like, you know, he sold his soul his own. I mean, let's be honest, he never had no chance against Golovkin. No. Uh, Kelbrook. But no, fair play to fighting him. I'm not, I would never have said, said that Kelbrook's scared of Amir Khan. I, I, even before that, I can't say that anyway. You know, these, these are boxers. They shouldn't be scared to get in the ring. It's, just, it's like being a swimmer and being, like, scared to get wet. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's unheard of. But yeah. It shouldn't be happening. There should be no ducking and dodging. You know, mm. I don't think so anyway. That, that's, that's the only problem yeah. with boxing. Too many belts. And too many belts and too much ducking and dodging. What, what, what we're doing, what everyone does, Josh, when 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 we look at it, though, we're, we're doing the thing where we want everything all the time, don't we? We want every fight to be made every single time, and you need to be an absolute superstar or a warrior or a, a guy who goes to war all the time for the to even get the fans to go, yeah, do you know what? He's due a gimme fight. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's due that little. He's due a little gimme fight. Let him have a little rest. Cause we're all going. Hundred percent. I wouldn't. But they need to earn that from the fans though, don't they? That's what I mean. The, 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 the fighters need to earn that. And when we look at things, Josh, we're going, yeah, you've not earned that. So why are you not fighting that guy? Why are you not fighting that guy? You should be fighting that guy. After him, you should fight this guy. And it's going, in a perfect world, yeah, but I, well, listen, we're, we're really greedy. But I agree with you, mate. We, there's not enough fights getting made um, at the right time. Um, that's one of the things, obviously, one of the, the best fighters we've saw is Floyd Mayweather get criticised for, wasn't it? It didn't make the fights at the right time and the guys weren't at their peak and, and all that stuff. So I'm just hoping it doesn't, doesn't he doesn't go the way Amir Khan, because Amir Khan should be a hero over here, mate. And if we're being honest, I guarantee you that 70% of this country who are boxing fans will probably support Crawford against him. That's my feeling. <laughs> That's what I think. I think there'll be a lot of people shouting Crawford on that night um, because they're pissed off that he never made the Kelbrook fight. So it is what it is. To be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's fighting Crawford. Oh, happy. yeah. To be yeah. honest, I know he's under, we know he's going to lose. I hope he does win. But, you know, realist, being realistic, you know, Amir Khan will probably do well in a couple of rounds and he went up getting stopped. And, you know, maybe the rest might even stop it. Yeah. Like Danny Garcia turn out. Yeah. You know, like he gets put down a couple of times and he's a bit shaky. Um, that at the end of the day, like fair play to Khan, he could easily, he's that big of a name and he's that much bigger than Brooke that he could easily go lose to a pound for pound great, well, great like yep. Wolford and then he can easily make the kill Brook fight and still be the A side. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, he, he is the A side of that fight and without him, that fight doesn't sell. 
Well, yeah, that, that was the funny thing that Jason Peters said last week, because Jason, even though he's originally from Birmingham, he's based in Cincinnati, and I asked Jason, uh, again, I think you listened to me, um, yeah, yeah. what fighters are respected in the States, and he said, and Amir Khan was one of them, he said Amir Khan's really respected in the States, and that is really different from what he is here. But he says, no, 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 people like him, can they like watching his fights, and, you know, if it's on, then you want to watch it, and, so it's, it's, it's a bit of a strange one. Talking about fighters that are, um, let's say, um, polarising, um, we've got two fighters which who are quite polarising fighting next week, and DeGale and Eubank. Yeah. Do you like them? Do you like any of them? Because <laughs> they're quite, they're quite, because po- they've got quite, strong characters or, or personas, a lot of people actually don't like either of them. <laughs> so, what do you think of the two fighters and what do you think of the fight next week? Well, I, I agree with the girl when he says it is a crossroads fight. It's literally like, you know, it, I, I feel that if Eubank does lose, I know he's not going to retire, but I know that if the girl does lose, he will retire because he knows yeah. that if you can't beat someone like Eubank, you ain't great, uh, technically. I know he's a, he's got heart, he's got you know, he's got chin, you know, he's a warrior, don't get you wrong, but, you know, if he can't beat someone like Eubank, then he, he has to call it a day. Do you think he does beat him? I think he will beat Eubank, yeah. I think he'll beat him on points. Do you think, oh, right, okay. What, okay to, to get a bit analytical, because there was a few people, there was a, there was a clip on um, Twitter um, the last couple of days, and it's Eubank Jr., practicing body shots pretty much and he's spinning off to his left which would be away from James DeGale's backhand and, and and I've boxed a lot before and I think I know what he's doing but a lot of people were criticising his footwork and I was going no 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 you aren't really seeing what's what he's actually practicing um, and I tried to be a bit funny mate by there was a few people putting on it oh terrible footwork and I was going yeah why <laughs> Because <laughs> I was wanted, I was wanted to pull it out so I could go. Yeah, let me tell, let me point out to you a few things that you won't, re- you won't recognise, and you might not be seeing um, if you've never really boxed before. And I might be totally wrong. You know, there's probably a boxing trainer come on and go. Yeah, mate, you're talking a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> but, but I watched um, that clip and I, I didn't think it was that bad. And I think obviously Eubank's method to victory is going to be to try and get close to James because if he stands at distance with James either mid to long distance James is go- James is getting cl- too much class for him and I think that's where James will stand him on his head so I think obviously four, four five, six rounds I think James is going to box the fucking head off him right the Gale, uh, Eubank's going to come in and try and rough him up but the Gale will, will be able to five, six rounds stay or keep that distance but the Gale then fades as we know mate we've seen the Gale fade late in fights then I think it goes into the part in the James's fights before and Eubank fights before like he did he did against Saunders. Um, not so much against Groves because he was really crude that night. He just didn't have a jab or anything. But I think then it takes the same pattern as maybe the Saunders fight. You get a, you get Eubank pouring it on late and DeGale hanging on. And it's really a question of can DeGale hang on? <laughs> That's the way I look at it. I don't know if you look at it differently from a, an analytical standpoint of what, what you think is going to, how the fight's going to play out. I mean, when you look, when you watch the uh, Eubank versus Groves, you know the uh, Super Series semi-final. Yeah, yeah. When you watch that fight, the thing is, Groves stuck to a game plan, and obviously him and Shane McGuigan, you know, it works for them. I mean, I know the like there was a couple of rounds towards the end when Julia's arm was, you know, he's injured, and yeah. Eubank had a yeah. bit of success. But um, I just think that with the gal, he doesn't always stick to a game plan. Well, not towards the end of his career, he hasn't anyway. He does get 
too involved in a fight. Like with Daniel Jackie got too involved when I didn't think he needed to. Do you not? Do you not think that's fitness, Josh? Do you not think that's down to his fitness? Because he seems to have he seems to fall apart in those rounds regularly. Yeah, I mean, Vidal does fade a lot in his fights. Um, he's, he, I definitely agree with that. He does fade a lot, and Jules doesn't as much as Vidal. That that's where Eubank can capitalise and take advantage of it. But again, I mean, the girl showed showed before he's got a good heart, he's got a good chin, he's yeah, he you know, he he's, he does a, you know, he's a warrior himself, you know, he yeah. doesn't, um, he, he won't quit. I don't think any of them will quit either. I think they're both solid fighters, and I think yeah. the girl will just pip it, pip it on points. He'll just, you know, I think he'll just outbox him, to be honest, yeah. and win on points. I think there'll be a few moments where Eubank does have him on the ropes, and he might have him, yeah. you know, out on his feet, but... I think the girl's been, been been in with enough, like you know, world class opposition, and he's been at a different level, you know, Olympic like yeah. games, and I mean anything can happen. But this is uh, Eubank's last chance for me, to be honest. This would be the biggest name he might ever beat. Yeah, Eubank. Uh, and if he does, if he does beat him. There's, there's two scenarios I look at. The first scenario was, like I said, you know, James boxes ahead of him four or five, six rounds, then fades like he usually does. Um, Eubank comes into it and we get a bit of a an interesting finish and we maybe get the Gale hanging on a little bit because he's been in a lot of tough fights, James, and that might take his take the toll on him. Do you know what I mean? You, you don't know how much that's taken out of him. The one thing a lot of people are saying is how motivated is he? I think the Gale's very motivated for this fight because Eubank Junior um, and him have a history that goes back to an that goes back to an incident between James the Gale's. I think it was even James the Gale's dad, possibly, or it was James the Gale and, and yeah, and Eubank Senior. Um, there was a bit of, I think, oh, yeah, yeah, I, that. I think Eubank Sr. tried to give him advice or something like that and it didn't go down well. And so there's, there's a lot of needle in this that goes back seven, eight years, which I think will motivate James. I think James is going to come in here motivated. Now, this is the other scenario. Yeah, well, if he has to, he's going to, can, he's going to, He's, he's probably going to lose if he isn't because Eubank Jr. has got, he has got the fitness and he looks as if he's inherited his dad's chin to an extent as well because he's, he's never really, be, he, he, he took a lot of punishment off Groves and never really looked like going down. Um, however, I think James DeGale is a slightly bigger puncher than George Groves and if he's motivated, I think Eubank Jr. is in, there's two scenarios, this is not the first scenario I said, but there's also a scenario where I think James is too good for him. He's a southpaw. And as he's picking James um, Eubank off, he starts to really hurt him because the Gale's a fairly a fairly decent puncher, especially in those early rounds as well. He dropped Darrell a couple of times. Ah, Eubank needs to watch that he if he if he employs the tactics he did against Groves by just charging in behind no jab, he could also get stopped. Even though he's got his dad his dad's chin by the looks of it, there's still a danger that he could get stopped. What do you think? What do you think about that scenario? Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, anything's possible in boxing. You yeah. know, there's been loads of people being put down and people being stopped. You know, no one ever thought that Mike Tyson would get knocked out by Douglas and, you know, that sort of stuff. Anything can happen. But um, on this scale, I don't think I don't think the gal will knock out Eubank. I'd be very surprised. But um, anything's possible. I just think if uh, if the James DeGale who fought Caleb Truax, if that's the same DeGale that turns up, the first one, um, the first fight, then the gal will definitely get beat. But if it's... Um, if it's a Degal fully focused and, you know, looking to prove a point and maybe, you know, if he does beat Eubank, he'll probably have one big, you know, one big um, fight, you know, assuming he's yeah. away, yeah. one last fight or something, one last big payday. And obviously, you know, I think he'll, uh, that's why I think he'll just come out on top. I don't think Eubank Jr.'s, he's not really built as a super, he, he can mix it, don't get me wrong, he's, uh, he's tough, but 
me, he's not a super middleweight. Um, mm. Eubank Jr. for me. I think he should stay at middleweight as well. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're maybe right on that. Do you think a loss to Eubank Jr. tarnishes the Gale's legacy? Whatever legacy he's got, you know, but I say legacy, people might laugh and go, ha legacy, it's not fucking Floyd Mayweather you're talking about. But he's, he's fought a lot of good fighters, like you said. He's won it. He's beat a lot of good fighters. Olympic gold medalist, so he has got a bit of a, a legacy. He'll probably be more loved after he retires than he is just now. Do you think that tarnishes? Do, do you think a loss to Eubank tarnishes that? What well, I lost to Eubank, does Eubank beat the Gale? Yeah, if, if, you, if, you, yeah, if Eubank was to, if, if the Gale was to lose to Eubank, does it tarnish his legacy? Does it tarnish how we would view the Gale in maybe five uh, or six years? I mean, possibly, yeah, it does. Because you can't lose, I mean, the guy of the Gale's calibre and the, the guys he's been in with, like Lucien Boutte and Dorel, all these other guys he's been in with, Badu Jack, you know, he's been in with decent fighters and, you know, on his day, he won't lose to them. But that's what happens to a lot of fighters. Yeah. Like, boxing retires them and they lose to unnecessary people. And the Galmad, if he does lose to Eubank, it will just be an unnecessary loss that we know that at his peak, he never would have lost to Eubank. Yeah, no, no, I, th- I think at his peak, yeah. yeah. Eubank ain't like, you know, it's not like a, oh my God, it's embarrassing to lose to Eubank that bad. I mean, Eubank's not like, you know, it's not that bad, but it could be worse, you know. Mm, he, but, I mean, yeah. he lost to Caleb Truax. I mean, do you think that... Can, that legacy? Not, not, not particularly because I think he was obviously fighting away, and, and, and that fight was in the US, wasn't it? Um, so he was yeah. he, he stepped away from home as well, James. He's probably done it because obviously Al Heyman and the PDC, I think it was, have offered them big money. Um, I don't think that fight does. I think a second loss to Eubank definitely would because that would be two back-to-back and then he's lost against Eubank. And after Eubank's um, performance against Groves, which showed how limited he was tactically and technically, I think if James was to lose somebody like Eubank, then you're going to go, oh, that's not a good loss to go out on. Um, so I, th- I think it does slightly, but I don't th- I don't think it happens. I think he beats Eubank anyway, mate, but my boxing predictions are terrible. Um <laughs> <laughs> so you might go probably knock him out in about two rounds. Um, it, it, it it does slightly. I think James will be remembered better in about three or four years' time than he is just now because he's quite a polarising character. A lot of people haven't taken to him for whatever reason. Um, I don't really know what that reason is because I've always quite liked him. I don't, I can't, I don't know why he's so disliked. But do, we, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't... You know, no, I think it was. I think it was the... Um you know when the uh, the Gal Groves, you know when they had a fight. I think yeah. build up to that and how arrogant he was. I mean, I'm fine with, you know, I'm fine with arrogance and uh, I don't mind people being arrogant. Yeah. You know, as long as they back it up. But um, you know, he sort of like the way he was acting. You know, that sort of stuff. That, I think that's where the dislike come from. But you know, he's sort of like grown to people now. You know, because he gets a lot a lot more respect because he's been to America. He's fought. Yeah. You know, tough fighters. He's been on the road. Yeah. And, you know, he's definitely more more humbled, and obviously he's got a little bit of arrogance to him. Like you've seen it. I don't know if you watched the head here. Yeah, that that face off with Eubank. Yeah, they're both giving it to each other. I mean, Eubank's arrogant. He's, he's arrogant too, isn't he? So, yeah. If he, you, know. you, Eubank, I think, is built more of a persona, though. His, I think his arrogance and stuff comes from a persona because of who his dad is um, and the way his dad yeah. does and stuff like that. You're right, I like fighters having arrogance, and again, this was something I said on Twitter the other day, someone was saying, yeah, it's confidence, and I said, no, 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 real top guys have got arrogance, because they need to have it, because if you just have confidence, then you're going to have self-doubt when you're going to have to fight a killer, if you've got arrogance and it gets reduced to confidence, 
that's okay. But if you get confidence it gets, and it gets reduced to self doubt, <laughs> that's not a good place to be. Um, sure. Yeah, do, do you get what I mean? I, I've been around fighters and stuff, and and I like it when they're. I I don't mind it if you're fucking Floyd. I've always used Floyd since I'm because he's, he's he's the guy. He's the fighter of our times. The guy's fifty and oh, he's beat a who's who. He's multiple weight world champion. Beat his biggest rivals. Earn fucking crazy money. Do you think Floyd Mayweather isn't arrogant? <laughs> get right, he is. And he deserves to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He deserves to be because he's fucking, he's earned the right to be. And I think the Gale sort of has and sort of had even they fought Groves because he was an Olympic gold medalist. And then he like said he's fought Groves and he's went to America, he's fought Darrell, he's fought Booty, he's fought Badu Jack. Do you know what I mean? He's not really fucking, he's, he's fought a lot of, and beat a lot of really good fighters on, away from home. He's, he's went and travelled so I think he's got, he's got a bit of a right to be arrogant and that's why I could get, I couldn't get my head around why people didn't like him mate because I thought, I think he's earned that, right? <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? think against, um, I think against Eubank, I think most of the uh, British public and boxing world would probably want the gal to win yeah. over Eubank. Cause a, lot, a lot of people don't like Eubank. You know, I can see why, because, you know, I'm not, with me, I, I don't really mind Eubank. I know he's never going to be a world champion. You know, I'm not counting the IBO he won or nothing like that, you know. You try um, to say the IBO isn't a real world, cha- world title, Josh? Yeah, he's, yeah <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, he's never going to be a world champion. I just think he's, you know, it's going to be hard for anyone to follow in the footsteps, especially if their dad was, you know, a British legend like oh, yeah. Eubank or whatever. It's, it's always hard, isn't it? You know, like mm. Ben Sun, Connor's doing the same. Obviously, he's not in the sort of arrogant sort of way that Eubank's doing it, but I mean, yeah. it's working for Eubank because he gets big fights because of his name and, you know, he's been in a massive competition yeah. after the semi-final. You know, he's... Um, Mm. You know, he's got the house what he wanted in there. I've, when I've seen all that, the previews and build-ups and stuff, he seems like he's, you know, he's comfortable. I think he kind of knows that he's just in here for the big fights and he can mix it just because he's a tough, yeah. he's a tough yeah. guy to break down. He's a tough guy to stop and beat. That's why I would have loved to have seen, um, I know when, you you know Eubank Senior, when he was sort of more involved with Junior. Yeah, yeah. At that press day, you know when um, there was a thing with uh, Eddie Hearn Eubank and Eubank Senior. Yeah. When they were trying to get a uh, Golovkin fight, I would have loved yes. to see Golovkin versus Chris Eubank Jr. Because I, I know that obviously Golovkin would have probably ended up winning, but I don't know if he would have stopped Eubank. I know people from listening thinking, what's he going on about? But Eubank, Eubank Jr. is tough, and I, I, I generally can't see anyone stopping him. You know? No, I'm, 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 I'm with you, mate. I don't. Do you know what? This is going to. Everyone's going to laugh, and I, because my boxing predictions are terrible. And this is one of my worst predictions ever. In hindsight, in hindsight, um, I had an, a, a discussion with you know I host. I usually co-host with Marty, um, the other boy from down your way, down down London, me. Um, I, me and Marty used to work together, so we were always talking about boxing and this and that. And I said to Marty when Eubank Junior was coming through. And his dad was talking about Golovkin. I said, do you know what? I think he's got the style. He beat Golovkin. (laughs) 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 Fuck knows what I was on. I think I must have been on crack that weekend, mate, or some sort of come down. But I I told Marty that I thought he had the beating of Golovkin because he had the style and he had the power and his dad's chin and all that stuff. And, oh, wow, what a crazy prediction that was. So at the end of the day, it would have been worse if a fight happened. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't happened, so we'll never know, but... You know, realistically, we know that Golovkin would have won. He would have had too much for, you know, Chris. But it would have been a, it would have been a great um, tear up because they both come forward fighters and they both come to war, and um, that's why it would have been a good fight. That's why I'm gutted it never happened. 
Nah, I'm the same, mate. It would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. The other fight that's on that card as well, which which I didn't um, know in the notes, is Straverne and Joe Joyce. That's a good one, man. I, I, I just slept on that one totally. I'm like, why, why, have I, why have I missed that one out? What, what do you think of that? Because everyone's expecting Joe Joyce to run over Straverne, but Straverne's a, a, a former world champion. Although not a good one, but still a former world champion. Got that title. I mean, that's something that Joe Joyce can, you know. I mean, Joe Joyce is quite not not long in the tooth, you know, but he's about 32, 33 years old now. He's got to get as many fights as he can in, you know, and facing a former world champion, it's not a bad shout, to be honest. I think after this, you probably see him, you might even see him fight someone like a Lewis Ortiz or something after this. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be an interesting one. Joe Joyce has obviously got a great amateur pedigree, and I think he was in a bit of a tear up with Usyk in the amateurs as well. Um, do you think he steamrolls him? Do you think he runs through Straverne? Or do you think it's going to be harder than you think? Because obviously Straverne is a former world champion. Um, yeah. what do you, do you think he can steamroll him? Do you think he's, he's, do you think Joe Joyce is that good? Do you know what? I don't think he's that good technically, but he's so efficient and he's so, you know, he, like when he comes walks forward and he like literally pun- he punches through, you know, like, do you remember the fight against Gladwell Thomas? Yes. Yeah, Joe Joyce. I think it'll be that sort of fight against uh, Blumain Severn. Mm. That sort of fight. Maybe three rounds, four rounds, maybe. It, it, it's an interesting one, though, mate, because I, I always, and I, I, again, I keep referring to things I've said before, but there's, I, I like to be consistent with what I say. When someone stays amateur so long, it worries me. I call it the Audley Harrison syndrome, where they've been amateur so long that suddenly they get thrown into fighting, you know, men who are fighting for money who are out there to basically fucking they're out there to hurt you do you know what I mean professional fighting is a lot different from the amateurs Straverne will be in there to hurt him and win I always like I said it's the Audley Harrison syndrome it worries me that they might have been amateur for too long and then when they get that chin check they fall apart that's the only thing that worries me when these guys have been amateur so long so it's interesting to see if Straverne brings it if Straverne brings it it'll be an interesting fight because I, like, I want to see how yeah when he fought, you know, people like Ariola, when he fought Wilder the first time, you know, that, that sort of Stavern could give Joe Joyce yeah. to potentially go the whole way of Joe Joyce. But I think after what's happened to Stavern against Wilder, he got kind of embarrassed and then, you know, after getting knocked out, I know he got knocked, knocked down a few times, then he got proper knocked out by, you know, Wilder. And then, and then you got, and then with Stavern, he's 40 years old as well. You've got to take the age into consideration. Yeah. I think he's just yeah. hanging on for his last couple of paid. Well, his last, yeah. you know, his last couple of fights in boxing now. Yeah. I don't think you'll see maybe Stavern, maybe even a boxing ring after this again. But I would like to see Joe Joyce and Luis Ortiz because I think that's the sort of fight where what you said could come into play where they've yeah. been amateur so long and when they come up against someone who's, you know, been about like someone like Ortiz for really like so long, no matter his age. Yeah. Um, that's where difference in class could, that, hey, that's the fight that Joe Joyce could lose. You see how, you see how good they are and how tough they are, they need that test, don't they? Um, especially the heavyweights, because it's heavyweight, everyone, everyone can fucking punch, so you better be able to take a shot and you better be able to come through it, um, before you step in with someone like a, like an AJ or something, because I remember years ago, Michael Grant being the big punching guy and he got thrown in with Lennox Lewis and Lennox Lewis fucking battered him, absolutely yeah, battered him because they weren't in the, they just weren't in the same league, so I want Joe Joyce to win because I think there's good fights coming out of it. Um, because he's a British yeah, fight. He will win. It'll be it'll be um, Stavern, I think. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting fights. It's actually not a bad undercard. I don't, I don't mind it. So, um, I will be doing the the usual boxing supporters or boxing fans Stockholm syndrome where you criticise the card, say I'm not paying for it, and then it gets to the Saturday and you go, yeah, have my have my twenty quid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not watch it. It's like I can't, it's like a car crash. I can't turn away. I can't not look. The other, you, 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 being in Glasgow, this was a great thing as well, and. It's a great thing for Glasgow. Obviously, we have Josh Taylor fighting in the Super Series coming up in May, May the 18th. And um, anyway, the monster has been added to that card to fight Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah, Harry Rodriguez, yeah. So I am obviously basically creaming my pants about that one, mate. <laughs> but do you know the thing I thought about it, right? As, as much as it's great to have it, I thought, how does Josh Taylor feel about that? Because he is obviously fighting in his home, he's not his hometown, he's from Edinburgh, but his home, his home country. His home country, yeah. He's now been overshadowed, pretty much, by Inouye. That's, 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 that's not, no disrespect to Josh, but everyone wants to see Inouye, and he's been overshadowed. How do you think Josh Taylor feels about that? Because that's the one thing a lot of people didn't look at it, and I thought, oh, Josh Taylor might be quite fucked up about this. <laughs> or do you think, or do you not think he cares? Because, he might make more money, but the other thing about making more money, and sorry to cut you off there, mate, I'm going to add a couple of things in for, for the food for thought. They don't have a UK TV deal, so even with adding a new A onto it, right, it's not as if they're on the Sky platform and this is going to be pay-per-view, and if you're Josh Taylor, you're going, do you know what, this is great, he's been added, our pay-per-view is going to double, my percentage is going to be bigger. There's no TV deal, the last fight was on IFL TV, so... How do you think Josh Taylor feels? Because I don't think Josh Taylor's going to earn any more money and he's been overshadowed in his home, he's basically his hometown. Yeah, well, in the way he's a monster, I know it's his nickname, he is a, he is a very good talent and, uh, you know, he's destroying people at the minute. He is obviously the, uh, you know, Josh Taylor's, you know, the home fighter and he's, uh, you know, I know he's like loved in Scotland and everything and he's been, home, like, been like, you know, headlining. Yeah. And he's at the SC Hydro arena yes against like you know the horror davis and then sort of fighters yeah, yeah. Beating. i'm so glad he beat him by the way <laughs> and, then, um, <laughs> and then um yeah i don't know i i, I don't know i've never really thought of that until uh until we just said it then about the um how he feels about that because I, I i remember it in scotland but i didn't realize it was around the same sort of they're not fighting on the same Night, yeah, same card. He's, he's been added to the same card. So really that's what I mean. So so if you're Josh Taylor, right, you're sitting now going, and and that's what I meant about the TV platform. If Josh, if, say for it, if it, if if they had a TV platform pay per view and it was Sky, Josh Taylor might be sitting going, I don't give a fuck. I'm head joint headlining the bill. This is going to bring so much more attention worldwide, and the pay per view figures are going to probably double. Right, so. Jed's a millionaire, I'm going to make fucking double the money here, but there's no TV platform and this guy's been added to his hometown card, and anyway he's the bigger, the bigger name, so people are going to go and see him, so I think Josh Taylor might be feeling a bit fucking deflated by it, or a bit shit on, they say, thanks very much guys, do you know what I mean, it's my fucking home fight and you've just brought in this guy to, because I think the Super Series is in a bit of trouble, so I think they've brought him in to pad the Super Series out and make it a, a huge card, but I don't know if Josh, T if I was Josh Taylor, if I'd be too happy about it. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I don't know really to be honest about that one because Anuay yeah, uh, versus T um, Rodriguez, because he's really good. That Rodriguez too. I expect him yeah, yes. to win, but Rodriguez won't make it easy for him. And that's a really like it's, it's a bigger fight than Josh Taylor's fight, even though he is a home fighter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how you feel about that to be honest. I mean, a lot of people will go out to watch it. You know, like they'll buy tickets to go and watch it now even more. Maybe. Yeah. It, maybe. If, 
then maybe if it was Josh Taylor being the main card, being the headliner, and them two not being on the card at all, now that he's maybe, you know, the co-main event and they're the main event, it might just... Obviously, a lot more people will be watching anyway, even yeah. though it isn't like yeah. pay-per-view or nothing. And then... Um, but he won't get any extra money, that's what I mean, mate. He's not going. He's not gaining out of this, he's probably losing out of it because he's been overshadowed. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I yeah, I don't know how he feels about that, to be honest. I'll be interested to see if he ever gets asked that question, see how he feels. I, I think this might be, because uh, it's the Super Series, it might just be a one-off, you know, maybe yeah. it'll be a one-off sort of thing. If it's in Scot- I know it's in Scotland, so yeah. I don't know if the, um, you know, the final or anything, I don't know where that's going to be held. Um. If it's in Scotland, then Josh Taylor's, co-main event again yeah yeah then i know it, i know that might affect him a bit, a bit more than maybe now mm, it, it, yeah I, I, I don't know i don't know if i was him i wouldn't i don't know if i'd be overly happy about it i'd be great to go and yeah we've got, we're going to get more worldwide exposure people are, more people are going to watch it but again yeah. the, the thing leads back to they don't actually have a platform in the uk that people can watch it on it was ifl tv on youtube the last time which was fantastic you know you got to watch fucking fights fights for free which is always good for fans but it's a bit of a. For it, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Anyway. And you, st- like you, ha- you said something quite interesting. Rodriguez is a good fighter, and a lot of people need to understand as well, and, and need to be careful that they don't um, forget that I knew he's going to fight a, a fairly decent fighter because a, lo- a lot of the big punchers usually at some point get caught up in their own hype with being a big puncher, and when that happens, they forget the basics. And if he forgets the basics, and I'm not saying he will, against somebody who's quite slick can take a dig and can hang in there anyway like a lot of big punchers can end up in trouble because they they, they forget you know they forget the fundamentals mate they don't come behind the jab and suddenly their big punch they're just a one-trick pony and that happens to a lot of big punchers after a certain amount of fights they believe their own hype and they think i'm just going to walk in there and nasim hamed done it against Pereira. nasim hamed they've done it well he'd actually done it against kevin kelly just turned up in New York, Kevin Kelly's a slick fighter, thinks I'm going to throw that court screw uppercut and fucking knock him out, and he nearly got st- knocked out, because Kelly, Ke- Kevin Kelly was a much better fucking fighter than that, do you know what I mean? So, he needs to be careful, people would need to be careful, because he all this hype, going, wow, look at him, he's a monster, and he's knocking everyone out, you go, yeah, you better fucking watch it, he doesn't forget that he has to box. <laughs> It's not. It's not called one punch knockout. It's called boxing for a reason. He could. He could get outboxed if he doesn't. If he. I'm not saying that will happen, but um, it is always a possibility. Talking about IFL TV, just we're going to we're going to round off, mate, because we're coming up for the hour. Um, and I appreciate you you giving me so much time, mate. Um, and it's a Sunday, and I, I know you've I know you've got a little one with you and all that, so I don't want to drag you into an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, I'm conscious that we're, we're in forever, mate. IFL TV. Um, I've criticised a lot of the media outlets. Again, you've probably heard it for various reasons, and and that's all died down now. All the all the the the, the little spats I was having have all died down. <laughs> so I'm not fighting with anyone. It's shit. <laughs> Don't be very controversy this week, bollocks. Um, I wanted to think you something before we finish to slag someone off or do something. I'm all joking. I don't still do that. But IFL TV recently, um, for me, have started to up their game because they look as Coogan, Coogan Cassius looks as if he's asking more in depth questions and more direct questions. And again, this is me just, I can, I'm maybe adding two and two together and coming up with like seven. But I think it's, he's upped his game on the back of the accusations that Eddie Hearn made about people giving promoters editorial rights, he seems to be asking more in-depth questions. And I wonder if it's a result of that, 
or I'm just fucking making things up in my head, which is possible. But also there's Boxing Social and Rob Tebbett who have upped their game recently and they're becoming a bit of a rival. What I can see within the UK between um, Boxing Social and IFL TV. So just for just for fun, do you think, I don't know if you watched a lot of IFL TV stuff recently, but I've, I, for me I've saw a distinct change in the way that Coogan's approaching things. He seems to be, because of that accusation or possible criticism he's had of that, he seems to be coming out with a bit all guns firing and asking more in-depth questions and trying to be a bit more raw and unedited as they always claim. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I do watch a lot of um, IFL TV videos. It's hard to keep up on them all because there's like loads added every day. Yeah. You know, but they're always like half an hour and 45 minutes long and it's hard to watch them at work, you know, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good that they're getting more like in-depth questions because people want to know you know, people are like, you know, people want to know the ins and outs. They want to know more. They want to know, you know, what's, I haven't seen much of um, the boxing social. I've seen maybe a couple of videos, but I haven't even yeah. uh, watched them, to be honest. I've seen more IFL TV stuff. I've seen, like, you know, Radio Raheem and Michelle Joy and Phelps, that behind the gloves, that sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, it's good, it's good for boxing. It's good that people get to hear the truth. And um, it's good that they go digging and... You know, Coogan and, you know, I think it's Umar, is it Umar IFL TV. Oh, I don't, not bad either, I don't rate him at all though, mate. And I'm not, no disrespect to him, I think he's very new to it. I don't think he's so slick and I think a lot of his stuff looks forced and they're like, let's get it right, mate. If you stood me in front of a fucking camera just now and asked me to interview Eddie Hearn, I'd probably be giggling like a fucking schoolgirl, do you know what I mean? Probably. Do you know? I'm not saying he's, it's him. I'm just saying he's very new to it, and and and, and as yet, I don't, I don't, I don't really rate him. And I think Coogan's brought him in as a backfiller to do the the lesser interviews sort of thing. Well, he does does the main ones, but I think it's because we're so used to like Coogan doing the interviews, in where you like when you see a when you see an Eddie Hearn interview or you know someone else like a big guy was Eubank interview, you always look at the caption and you always wanted to say Coogan Cassius, you know that same with Billy Joe Saunders. You always want to see Coogan, but because it's a new person involved, you know, he's got to, like, he's got to settle in and, you know, get used to the, you know, yeah, of course it has, of course it has. I'm, I'm, I'm no disrespect to him, it just, it's, that's, the, it's, if you went and looked at it, you would see what I mean. It's not, um, he's not up, up to, up to speed. It looks like as yet, he still looks a bit, bit awkward and a bit forced yeah. at times. And, and everybody would be like that, listen, if he listens to this, it's not, again, I'm not having a go at you, mate. I'm just telling, just saying what I see. Um and and he he'll improve he will improve you know he'll get better um and unlike this podcast mate I've not got any better since day one let's get lost I used to talk about transvestites and all that and that's what out the window shit um but do you do you think they have upped their game though because like you said you watch on a lot of the IFL TV stuff I I think recent especially the last couple of weeks again he they, they seem to be asking and pushing things a little bit more. Have you have you saw that, or is it just me making it up in my head? <laughs> yeah, no, they have. Um, they definitely up their game. You know, but as, to be honest, I watch more of Coogan stuff because when it's when it's him and someone else, like he's sort of like, you know, he's more like paddy paddy with him. He knows what's, you know, he knows them. He knows the fighters. You know, like him and Billy Joe Saunders and him and Dinian White. He got yeah. their little, you know, banter thing going, and it's better that way. You know, it's um. Yeah, it's good that they're asking more in-depth questions because, as I said, us, us as the uh, public and boxing fans, we want to know like the ins and outs of what's yeah, going on. We do, we do. Yeah, listen, you've obviously, again, mate, um, to refer back to things, if anyone's not listening, you've just listened, you're just starting to listen to the podcast, go back a few episodes, I've I've called the media guys out based on accusations that Eddie Hearn made and um, 
spoke about being too close to fighters to then be honest and give a, a, a an objective opinion. And I think it's very hard to do. And, and like I said, I'm not saying people who do that can't be objective. I'm just saying it's very hard to do. Um, so sometimes I think they get a bit too close because sometimes it looks yeah. it looks like a propaganda machine for Billy Joe Saunders at certain points. Um, I suppose Billy Joe is an MTK fighter and they are MTK. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So we've got to take it like that. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see because Boxing Social, like I said, they've upped their game recently with Rob Tebbit and um, they're, they're, I think they're getting a bit of pressure from that side possibly as well, which is good because you want rivalry. If you get a rivalry, it usually makes the two of them better. Do you know what I mean? It usually it, it usually makes them up their game and they do things a little bit better. Um, so yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. If you get anything else to add, mate, because that's us, that's us pretty much coming to river, buddy. Um, and I try to, try to stick to my, my, my promise that I'll try and get you done. <laughs> try and get you in, get you in there. Um, but, but if you get anything to add, is there anything that you want to cover that we've not already covered or anything you want to say? Any shout outs? <laughs> anything, anything you want to do, mate? No more, no more shout-outs, you know, I'm not going to, you know, put someone on the spot again like I did last time. Um, <laughs> no more shout-outs from me. But what I, w- what I will ask you is, actually, I was going to ask you, uh, how do you feel about the um, Canelo and Jacobs fight? I mean, I've, I've been calling this for three years, and I've been wanting to see this for ages, and I'm so glad it's happening. Yeah. I think it's a good fight. I think Canelo beats him. Um... I think Jacobs is a strong fighter, as he, so, he showed against Golovkin. He's a really strong fighter. He, he's, he's obviously very um, strong-willed. I think that possibly yeah. comes through. He was not very well when he came back from that, so he's, he's found a lot of strength within that. Um, Jacobs, for me, I've never really, I've never really took to him, mate, because he's a bit of a vanilla fighter, and I mean he's. He sits in the middle. That he's this really good fighter, but I don't know if he's got the personality that I want. You know, like a, a persona where he can either love him or hate him, right? He's either the villain or the good guy. He, he kind of sits. Yeah, he's, he is more of a good guy. Yeah, and he, he's a bit. He's a even as a fighter, he's he's good. He's really good, but there's nothing about him that makes me go wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow, it, it's it, it's he's tough and he's good and he can take can the Golovkin the distance stuff. I've never really took to him, mate. So I. I, th- I think Canelo will beat him. Um, I think it will possibly be in points because Jacobs is, is good enough to, to last that distance. Um, yeah, I think it will be too. What do you think? Because obviously you've been looking forward to that fight where it's something I've probably not because I don't really take, I've never really taken to Jacobs and I need to, I need to be emotionally invested in fighters a lot of time to, to take a massive interest as, as most boxing fans are. What do you think since you've been, you, you said you've been looking forward to it? What do you think? You said you've been looking forward to that fight for a while. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what am I looking forward to? Yeah. What, what What made you look forward to it for a while? That you're, you're glad it's been made. Well, because you know, I just love. Um, I love Jake. Well, I don't love the story, but I just love the fact that he's come back from. You know, which is a tough thing. You know, cancer and to be told you you never walk again, and to come back and you know become a world an IBF champion, which he is now. And um, you know, he t- I know he went the distance with Golovkin. I'm not just saying it. I mean, I hand on heart believe it. When I, I've watched that fight back probably about three or four times now, I generally hand on heart believe that he beat Golovkin on points. But right. I know they couldn't ever give it to Jacobs because they wanted to make Canelo and Golovkin. And that's just the way it goes, isn't it? And yeah. I think he was like a sacrificial, you know, fighter to have in the... Um, he, had, he had to be sacrificed. Yeah, and yeah. it's a shame because, you know, if anyone did deserve to become a champion that night, um, 
you know, maybe to come, you know, the multiple belt holder which yeah. Golovkin had. It, it it's like a is a great ending to a story, isn't it? You know, he's, yeah. had a good, um, he's, he's got a good story now. He's become a world champion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, but I, I, I think he does lose to Canelo, but I'll just be interested to see because um, compared to the other fighters, Canelo's face he's really tall and rangy. Yeah. Yes. And, um, yes. I think he's a really good boxer as well. I think he'll go the distance with Canelo. I've just been looking forward to it because I think he deserves and he, he wants these big fights and I think he deserves to fight someone like Canelo if he can take someone like Golovkin. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I think, you know, I think I just think he just deserves a lot more than what he's got so far, to be honest. I've got, I'm a big fan of Jacobs and I like his story. But I just I think, you know, the class, the creed, you know, just the creed yeah. rises to the top as they say. Yeah, it does. We'll see Canelo winning points because he's just a... Uh, I think he's the biggest name in boxing. Canelo. Yeah. I think he's the biggest. I think he is the best, really, right now, isn't he? He's the best fighter. He's the, he is the yeah. best in boxing right now. He's, he's certainly the face of boxing because of, 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 of the money. The money side of things, he, he certainly is. And he's on a bit of a role as well, Canelo. So and he's, he's probably yeah. he's, he's probably at his peak. Canelo's probably at his peak. Um, I know Jacobs is a bit older, isn't he? So um, I expect Canelo to, to be... To be able to to be, but you you just said what the thing that I said I wasn't you're you're emotionally invested in Jacobs, where I never I never got more emotionally invested in him as a fighter. So that's that's the difference between the way we are looking at it. I'm kind of going meh. <laughs> I'm kind of meh <laughs> sitting in the feds. I don't really care. Um, I'd like to Canelo to win because I think Canelo then gets bigger fights and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, so we're coming up to the end, buddy. I really, really appreciate it. Um, anybody you want to say hello to, you said you don't want to do that this time. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I'm not going to give no shout out. All right, all right. Cheers, man. Listen to it. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I, I really appreciate it, but I know it's not the easiest thing to do to sit for an hour bursting for a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it on him. I thought you were going to say, yeah, I brought a bottle in with me. <laughs> but, but I'm going to play his out, mate. So sit tight. I'll play his out. Um, but listen, mate, thanks very much for coming on. And, and everybody, thanks for listening. The listens are going up. We're, we're, we're going over the hundred every couple of weeks. Um, so hopefully everyone gets behind you as well, Josh, because they, they, they listened to um, the one with Jason last week. And yeah, I think you've done, I've done, I think you've done fantastic, mate. I'm, I'm pleased, well pleased to have you on. So I'm going to play us out a bit. Oh, that's me just dinging. I've done well up until I hit the microphone. <laughs> so I'm going to play us out with a good old song. Thanks very much, Josh. Thank you, mate. Thanks for listening. Good shout at the end, mate. <laughs> Take care. Cheers, man.